You are listening to Motivating from the Six, episode 23. Listen, guys, stop procrastinating and let's start getting things done. Let's go. Welcome back to Motivating from the Six. This is a podcast that is intended to change your life. It's intended to motivate you, to inspire you, to cause you to want to stand up where you are and change your life completely, to push you beyond your limits, to have you think bigger and to grow within your circumstance, to have you driven and just continue just to be the best person that you can become while you are here on this earth. I am Jeff Martin of jeffadmartin.com. As usual, I want to thank all of you who have taken the time to listen to this podcast, who have clicked play, who have downloaded, who have subscribed, and a special thank you to those of you who have left a review. And for those of you who haven't, I'm going to ask you, please, if you've been listening to these podcasts and you believe that I have given you some type of value in some of the things that I'm giving you, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor to go out there and to leave a review on the podcast format that you listen to, whether it be iTunes, on Stitcher, Intune, whatever it is, I'm going to ask you to leave a review because again, what it does, it allows other people who are scrolling through and are looking for brand new podcasts, it allows them to come across it. They may not have seen it before, but the more uh, reviews that this gets is the more it populates. And again, it just makes it more visible to people who may not have heard of it before. And again, it's going to add value to their life. So if you haven't done that, I'm going to ask you to do me that small favor and go out and leave that review. So listen, guys, this is episode 23, and what I've been trying to do, and I hope I've been successful at it, is to bring you information that's going to better who you are. It's going to better you as an individual, and whenever I meet interesting people, which I have, whenever I come across interesting uh, literature, when I come across interesting articles, I love to bring the ideas to you, and again, it's all about helping you to become a better person. And so I want to do that again today. So I've been reading a lot of books and I listen to a lot of audiobooks as well. And one of the books that I just finished reading is called Eat That Frog, 21 Ways to Stop Procrastination and Getting Done in Less and Getting More Done in Less Time. And that's by author Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy wrote this book back in I believe it was 2001. He has written a number of books since then and all his books they come with so much information. I would say he's one of the biggest thinkers of our time and he comes with a lot of knowledge in this book and how to stop procrastination now i think all of us can find that time to procrastinate we often do that and i can even put my hand up you can't see me right now but my hand is up and i'm saying yep yep i procrastinate we all do it even though we can be driven to get things done even though we have goals that we want to achieve and we want to achieve them like yesterday we have ups and downs in our life. And when we are in those valleys, when we're in the down times, we procrastinate. We kind of delay getting things done when we know we should get things done. And so it's important for us to find the little key elements, the things that we can use to help to push us forward. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, I had the gamification uh, episode where I talked about different ways of helping to inspire you. But what I'm talking about here today is when you are going through ways or when you are procrastinating, rather, this is going to bring ways to you, um, ideas to you that's going to help you to kind of get your mind back in focus and getting the idea done. Now, when it comes to your job, 
when it comes to your goals, when it comes to the things that you want to do. Oftentimes, these things can mount up. There's so many things that we want to do, and there's only 24 hours in the day. There's things that we need to do to help to prioritize what's important to us and what needs to get done. And again, reading this book, it's brought so many different elements, so many different ways of prioritizing, so many ways of, again, um, eliminating that procrastination so we can be more effective in our day. So we have the same 24 hours, but how effective are you? When you really look back in your day, if you're at work, you put in an eight-hour day at work. When you're walking out of there at four o'clock, how productive were you? Can you really look at yourself and be honest and say, I got all I can get done today and I really maximize my time? Or are you going to really be honest and say, eh, you know what? I kind of looked at the, uh, you know, I, I Googled uh, every once in a while. I scrolled through social media. Yeah, I should have been getting work done, but these are the things I was doing to procrastinate. So again, there's ways that we can kind of tighten up the time that we have in our day. There's ways that we are able to become more effective. And so I wanted to bring some of those to you. Again, all ideas that were taken from the book by Brian Tracy, all ideas that will help you to, again, tighten up your day to help you to eliminate that procrastination so you become more effective. When you become more effective, it helps you in terms of your job to get more things done. If you get more things done, your supervisor may see that and say, this person is really doing well. And potentially, who knows, would that lead to a raise? Would that lead to um, a um, promotion of some sort because you're being more effective? Or for your own goals and for your own aspirations, if you can become more effective in attaining those, you're going to attain that bigger goal even further and it's going to bring you that satisfaction. So these are some really good elements that I want to share with you today that's going to help you to become more effective and less procrastination in your life. So number one, work on your most important task. So I just touched on that actually. When you have a number of things you have to do, it's important that you start with your most important task. You gotta identify what task, what is the thing that you have to do that's important right now? What's going to satisfy the boss? What's gonna satisfy you? What's going to, you know, if you get this, this certain uh, task done, it's going to lead to other tasks. And so you have to get the first one done at the beginning so you can get to task two, three, and four. It's important that you identify what that task is. If you can identify the most important task, then you're able to move forward and get that done so you can start working on the other ones. So when I'm talking about your most important task, I'm talking about the task that will have the maximum positive effect on you and your life. To get that done, Very. that's the first thing you do when you're looking at attacking that pile of work that you have sitting in front of you when you're looking to figure out what goal do I achieve first? How do I attack this first? You got to prioritize. Look at all your tasks. Look at all your, your jobs that you have in front of you and figure out which one is the most important thing that you attack. And when you do that, you attack that and you make it a habit to attack that most important thing first. And if you do that first, really, it allows you just to keep moving on and hit the smaller things afterwards, but you got to attack that most important, that most big task first. There's a saying that says, how do you eat an elephant? And the way you eat an elephant is one bite at a time. 
So that means that when you have that big task, when you have that big uh, assignment that you have to do, that school assignment, when you have that goal that you're trying to achieve, losing you know 100 pounds, whatever it is, you do it one bite at a time. You do that important task one bite at a time, meaning that you take your time to attack it. You can't look at it and say, I got to lose 100 pounds. What you do is you break it down and say, let me lose five pounds. Let me lose 15 pounds. Once you do that, you celebrate that small win, but you keep it going. Again, when you have that school assignment, that paper that's worth 50% of your grade, how do you attack it? It's difficult when you look at that mountain and you say, this is huge. But if you break it down into steps, break it down into pieces, it makes it so much easier for you to attack that giant elephant or that important task that needs to be taken care of. Number two, learn from the experts. And what that means is find out what the experts are doing and do the exact same thing until you reach the same results. So if you're at work and there's somebody who's been doing this job longer than you and they have, they seem to be, you know, doing so well, they, they, they have the job pretty much on lock. They've been doing it for a long time. Figure out what they're doing and do the same thing the same way. See, this is the thing. It's not about copying somebody. It's about finding the most effective way to get things done. For example, if you are working on a book, I am working on a book. I'm not going to just get up and just try to do things on my own without having any knowledge of getting things done. What I'm going to do is reach out to people who have done it before, people who I would consider experts because they've done it before. And I can tap into their knowledge and learn exactly what they do. And I can follow step by step exactly what they did so I can get my book done as well. Again, it's, it's following what the experts have done and doing it exactly the same, if not better or differently, but at least it gives you that blueprint to getting that task done, to getting that goal achieved. It's important that you try to learn from the experts. Number three, be selective. And I touched on that earlier. When you have a number of tasks that you have to do, a number of jobs that are sitting and waiting for you on your desk, it's important that you are selective in what you do. So I talked about that earlier in terms of choosing that important job. It's important that you don't just look at the, the pile of work that you have on your desk and start doing them by you know the order they came in. It's important that you don't start doing them by you know alphabetical order. You gotta do them according to the importance. So if you have, for argument's sakes, uh, five things that you have to get done. You don't do them according to how they came into your desk and, and the dates that they came into your desk. You got to do them by what's most important. So if you have a task that needs to be done and the CEO of your job says, I need this done by the end of the week, and then you have something that's given to you by a coworker, you're probably going to want to look at the job that the CEO has given you and get that done first. Why? Because, you know, it is more important at that moment in time. It's important that you are selective in the job that you're doing and do them according to the importances, as I talked about earlier. But be selective. Be selective in what you're doing. And don't just try to attack them all at the same time. Don't try to attack them based on the way they came in or the dates that they came into you. Be very selective on the tasks that you're doing. And you attack that task because, again, it's most important at that time.
Here's another one that talks about the 80-20 rule. And I love the 80-20 rule because it really can be applied to a lot of different things in your life. In this circumstance, what it talks about is as per the 80-20 rule, 20% of tasks that you do gives you 80% of the results. So if you consider that, if you own a business and you're selling certain products, certain products are going to sell really well. And those certain products are going to give you 80% of your income, 80% of the results. Now, you're going to have other products in your store as well, and they're not going to sell as much. And, you know, it might be a situation where you have to have them. You know, if you have a clothing store and your pants are selling really well, you got to have shirts in there as well, right? But what you got to look at is that the fact is that 20% of the things that you have are going to result in 80% of the results. So if you have 10 items to do, two items for that list is going to most likely give you the 80% of the results. So again, that goes back to that last point. You have to itemize the things that need to get done, the more important tasks that need to get done, because 20% of those, a smaller percentage of the, the, the list of things that you have to do, the list of tasks that you have to do is really going to generate 80% of the work that's being done. So it's important. I, I continue to say this. It's important to look at the list of things that you have, itemize them. Make sure you put them in order and do them according to how important each and every one of those is. Now, this one's pretty interesting. Procrastinate creatively. Procrastinate on purpose. Now, the truth is, I think everybody out there can talk about how they procrastinate by, again, I use the example of if you are working at a desk at, at your job and you start getting distracted by your phone that continues to go off. And so you start scrolling through social media or you start to Google, you, you start to uh, search online different things, different products, or you start to go to see what's going on in Sports Center. What happened to your, your sports team last night? What's going on in the news? And you start to procrastinate procrastinate rather than doing that subconscious uh, or, or unconscious procrastination let's do it consciously and what that means is maybe consider allotting time now there is never going to be enough time for you to do everything on your list but people procrastinate unconsciously by choosing to do certain things they procrastinate the rest of the things because of procrastination without thinking they procrastinate on their most important task so rather than just procrastinating unconsciously, maybe consider procrastinating procrastinating knowingly, procrastinating deliberately. What that means is set time aside to do some of the things that's going to clear your head. So for example, every job is different. So you know your boss, you know your supervisor. But what I'm saying to you is this, if you are sitting at your desk for three hours straight, maybe every 45 minutes, you give yourself five minutes to scroll through social media. Maybe, you know, every half an hour, you give yourself two minutes to quickly go online and to check the score of the latest basketball game, whatever it is. But what I'm saying is if you give your time yourself that time, then that allows you to, you know, get away from your phone vibrating and thinking, oh, who left that message? And all of a sudden, you spent the last half hour on your phone and you don't even know where the time went. If you are conscious about your procrastination, you are able to allot that time. So what I'm saying is consider putting your phone on silent 
and maybe or maybe even putting an alarm on your phone um, that it's going to go off in 45 minutes, going to go off in an hour and a half, um, putting an alarm on your your computer as well, on your laptop. Again, it's going to go off in an hour and a half. And when that goes off, that is your five minute free time to do whatever it is that you want to do. Now, consider this. There's still a lot of smokers in this world, right? And smokers, it seems like anyway, every five to seven minutes, they're up out of their desk and they're outside smoking. They get their smoke break, right? So you consider the fact that when you procrastinate, again, being conscious about your procrastination, you set your alarm on your phone or on your laptop for an hour and a half, for an hour, whatever it is, and you get your smoke break or for you, your social media break, your procrastination break every hour right? It allows you to take a break from your work, clear your head, you know, get up and go for that stroll, stretch your body, and then quickly scroll through and see what's happening. At least it's going to catch you up on what's going on, but it's going to keep you effective during that hour. It's going to keep your nose in the books. It's going to keep you, you know, focus on the task that needs to get done because oftentimes we can spend a lot of time doing things that don't make sense. Social media, um, watching TV, whatever the case might be. If you schedule that time, in is definitely going to help you to be more productive during your productive times. Now, going back to kind of scheduling the importance of the tasks that you have, there's a method that spoke about in, that's spoken about in the book, and it's called to use the ABCDE method of continuality. And what that is, is making a list of all the things you have to get done. So if you have 10 items that you need to get done by the end of your workday, or you have 10 goals that you're trying to achieve by the end of your month, whatever it might be, you write all those down. So on list A, you write down all the frogs that you have to uh, tend to, right? So again, eat that frog. You have to write down all your frogs. So all the list of your items, the list of your tasks that have to get done. You write them on down on page number one or page letter A, right? Letter B page should be tasks that you should do. I should get this done sooner than later. I should get this task in because my supervisor wants it. I should stop eating those those cookies. Whatever it is that the task of that goal is that you're trying to achieve. Your very important task get written down on list B. Now page C is going to have listed all the tasks that it would be nice if they got done. So they're not as important to get done, but it would be nice if you get that done. You list them on page C. On page D, you list the tasks that you wish could get done, but they could be delegated, right? So you're able to delegate these things. So if you are at your job and there's certain tasks that someone else can do for you, it's not a big deal if you're not doing them, then you write them down on page D. And then page E are all the tasks that could be completely eliminated. Really, there's no purpose of getting these tasks done eliminate it. Just, just straight up, I don't need to do these and you keep it moving. That goes on the last one on E. If you're able to prioritize the things that you need to get done, it allows you to be more proficient in the work that you're trying to do. Now, I love this one from the book and it talks about the laws of three. And so the whole idea is to all the goals you want to achieve in your life right now, you can write them down within three minutes or you can write them down within 30 minutes. But what the book says is that your answer will usually be the same because this is usually uh, it's your subconscious that kicks in that gives you the answers that you need quickly. So either way, you're going to write down the things that are most important to you in your life. 
And after you write down the things that are more most important to you in your life right now, the goals, the tasks that you're trying to achieve, then you write down the answers within the same period of time. So say 30 seconds. And these are some of the questions that they said to ask yourself when it comes to your goals. Number one, what are the three most important business and career goals for you right now? Number two, what are the three most important family and relationship goals for you right now? Number three, what are the three most important financial goals for you right now? Number four, what are the three most important health goals for you right now? Five, what are the three most important personal and professional development goals for you right now? Number six, what are the three most important social and community goals for you right now? And the last one, number seven, what are the three biggest problems or concerns in your life right now? You see, there's power in writing down the answers to these things because when you write them down, it makes it seem achievable. If you write down on that paper that you want to turn, attain a certain goal, when you write them down, when you read them, when you view them every day, it's very similar to doing like a vision board or writing down things in a gratitude book or an idea book. When you write things down, when you see them every single day, it helps to drive you. It helps to give you a why, a purpose, why you're getting up every single morning to get the job done. So I think this is a great idea. I'm actually going to try to implement this in my life as well, to list all the most important things in your life and then to go through and ask uh, the three most important things within those uh, circumstances. And you're going to see how easy it is to start achieving some of these goals, to, to bring some of these goals into fruition. But again, this task is such a great idea. And I think it's something that maybe you should try to, to uh, apply to your goals as well. Now, another idea from the book in terms of trying to eliminate procrastination is to set a deadline. And you know, if you are at your job, sometimes there are deadlines that you have. You got to get certain goals done under a certain deadline. But sometimes there's no deadline. Sometimes you're given that job and they just tell you, go do it, and you got to get it done. No one gives you a timeline. However, if you take two months to get that done, there's a good chance you might not have that job anymore. As opposed to if you got that work done within two weeks, people would be like, yo, good job. Usually people get this done in a month. You know, it's going to differ for everybody in every circumstance. But what you should do for yourself is set a deadline because the truth is as well when you have a certain goal or when you have a certain task sometimes the more you work at it the more mundane it becomes and so if you're able to set a deadline and say to yourself I want it done in this time frame once it's done it's gone and you can move on to the next task and so it allows things to become uh, not so dead not so boring not just the same uh, thing every single day when you go to work it allows you to just do different things every single day so you get that task done today, you never have to see it again. It's gone and you move on to the next one. So setting a deadline for yourself, allowing yourself to have um, a time frame to work on a certain task, that's it. When it's done, it's gone and it's something that can benefit you as well. So I touched on this as well with social media, with, um, you know, the, the use of the Internet. You got to eliminate your key constraints and only you know for yourself what that is. So going back to the idea of planning time to procrastinate, there's also another way as well. So they have apps that you can download on your phone that will 
lock your phone for a certain time frame. It'll lock your phone for 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever you set it to. They even have the same thing on computers, on laptops. If you go on certain websites, just try Googling it. Try going onto a web search and looking it up. If you go to, if you go into some of these websites, you can block everything on the internet and it just allows you to type that paper, to type that, that, that paper that you got to get done for school. It allows you to get that work done for work without going on the lab, without going on the internet. It stops you from doing that. So now it keeps you focused on what you have to do. It stops your phone from pinging and allowing you to say, hmm, I wonder who Snapchat me now, right? It allows you to focus on what you have to get done. So if you're able to eliminate your key constraints, it's going to make things so much easier easier for you. And one of the last points I want to bring up to you is one of the uh, tools that is said in the book that you can use to eliminate your procrastination is use the slice and dice approach. So it just goes back again to that whole idea of how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. If you have a big um, assignment that you have to get done, if you have a big goal that you're trying to achieve, you really should uh, slice it down to biteable chunks, so to speak. So not every piece of that goal needs to achieve, be achieved today. Not every piece of that assignment needs to be achieved today. So it's the same idea as prioritizing all of your task, but rather than looking at all of your tasks, that one specific task that you have to get done, you have to prioritize the pieces within that task and say to yourself, what needs to get done today? What can wait? What research do I have to do for this piece? Whatever it is, you got to bring Break it down that specific task you have to break it down and it makes it something that you're able to achieve um, a lot easier than looking at that giant mountain so again going back to the whole elephant thing the way you eat an elephant is one bite at a time is the same thing here you have to use a slice and dice approach you slice it up and and give yourself an opportunity to digest each piece, meaning to work on each piece, to get it completed, and then move on to the next one. When all the smaller pieces are done, the whole thing's gonna come together, and you're gonna see a huge project that you just finished. You're gonna see that huge task that needed to get done. It seemed like it was too giant, and all of a sudden, you got it done all because you broke down the pieces of this task. And again, it just allows you to eliminate that procrastination of looking at it and saying, oh my goodness, it's so big. It's gonna allow you to pinpoint on the thing that has to get done immediately. And lastly, when it comes to procrastination, you really have to look at something and really have the desire to complete what you started. Too many of us start a task and we don't finish it, myself included. There's a number of things in this world that I've started and I haven't concluded, but it's important that if this thing is relevant to you, if this task, if this goal is important to you, then when you look at it, you say, I'm not going to stop until it is finished, regardless of how big it is. Why? Because it's important for me. It's important for me for these reasons. And you list the reasons to yourself. You write these reasons down. But those reasons are going to be the reason why you finish this entire goal. It's going to be the reason why you achieve that task that you're trying to achieve because of A, B, and C. Everybody has different reasons. Yours might be because of your kids. You want a raise at work. You want to inspire others, whatever it is. But you have to look at it and say to yourself, I'm going to complete this task. Whatever I do, I'm going to complete this task. And when you use that type of verbiage to yourself, when you write these ideas down in terms of why you need to finish this task, you're going to get it done. It's never going to be an easy thing to do, but when you write these things down, when you use some of these key elements in this case or all the things I've spoken about in regards to Brian Tracy's book, 
These are things that are going to help you to eliminate that procrastination and allow you to become more efficient in your life. All right, good people, listen up. Be more efficient in the things that you want to do. There's a lot of things that we have to do in this world and it seems like the list just continues to, to, to build. That mountain continues to get higher. Every time we turn around, there's more responsibilities that are put on our desks, more responsibilities that are put on our shoulders. But it's important that you use some of these ideas and these skills to prioritize these things in your life so you can pinpoint on exactly what needs to get done. It's important that you figure what that is because as you move closer to getting those goals done, you become better at them. You become proficient at them, but you have to eliminate that procrastination. You have to get rid of that. It's an ugly bug. It's an ugly disease. Get that out of your life. Stop procrastinating. We can spend all day in bed scrolling through social media. We probably could. Many of you has spent hours upon hours watching that that Netflix show or that Netflix movie, whatever it is, and before you know it, it's nightfall again. We have to stop procrastinating. There's a lot in this world that we can get done, but we have to prioritize what needs to get done and you go at it, you get it done. Because when you're done, when you're complete, you're gonna feel such a, a feeling of relief, a feeling of, of, of completing something that's gonna come over you. Those endorphins, that dopamine is gonna come inside you and it's gonna feel so good that you got something done. You're gonna complete that goal, you're gonna complete that task and that's what's important is getting things done. Complete what you started. Get it done, and you're going to have such a joy over your life. But you have to eliminate that procrastination. All right, good people. Much love. I appreciate you listening, and I will see you at the top of the next episode. Peace.